Are you looking for fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door? If so, skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron, always ship free straight to your door. And now listeners of the Not So Newlywed podcast can sign up for their first Blue Apron order and receive $30 off. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us, then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, just scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order today. It's as simple as joining, unpacking, and cooking. Again, that's Blue Apron through CSPN.us. Make sure you do it today. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Not So Newlywed Podcast. I am one half of your co-host. <laughs> Mike is sitting here waiting on me to say something shady, but I'm growing with love. That sound like bullshit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I know you, but uh, <laughs> welcome, y'all. See, I can't even get it out. Now, shit to discuss today um we do have an amazing guest with us today as well yes we have adina and if you are on twitter you can follow her at the honey goddess g-a-w-d-e-s-s but only if you're not weird right Um, (laughs) absolutely absolutely right (laughs) so i'm gonna let her introduce herself and then we'll get into the good stuff because this is a good show Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Adina Renee, um, formerly known as Illa the Thou. I've been following Candace for like 15,000 years. And um, <laughs> on all my social media, I'm the Honey Goddess on Twitter and Instagram as of re- recently. Um, I reached out to Candace about being on the show. I just wanted to share my experience. I'm recently going through a divorce, not yet done with the divorce, but we've been separated for a year now. So I just wanted to talk about dating after going through that and, you know, also how the timeline kind of demonizes marriage. Like it's just some sort of niggas is in jail. Like it, it does not have to be like that. Like it does not have to be like that. I mean, we, we are super excited. I was very happy you reached out to me because First of all, the internet kind of also demonizes women for getting divorced, and they do this whole she can't keep a man, mm-hmm. she couldn't yeah. stay married. Mm-hmm. It was probably her. Yep. And so I kind of want to strip that stigma off and also talk about how there's a d- debate about if you should date while separated or if you need to wait until you're completely divorced. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you could date as soon as you kick that nigga out. Right. <laughs> I feel like you should do whatever's comfortable for you. 
do. Right. Well, you kick that nigga out. <laughs> right. <laughs> absolutely. But no, thank you. Thank you. One, thank you for supporting everything that I've been doing with podcasting. Always, it's really been always. a good outlet for me. And it's mm-hmm. something that I enjoy. And for taking a chance on whatever we put our hands on and for coming to be transparent and probably help women who are afraid to go through a divorce or be single again because they feel like that's the last stop if your first marriage goes, you know, doesn't last. Then right. Now you right. got to be single forever. So right. we are going to jump into the first, the first topic and set of questions. And um, so... For me, I, I want to know how you kept your sanity, how you're keeping your sanity while going through this. Okay. Well, currently right now we're in August 2018. So let's backtrack. Um, August of 2017 is when I, I didn't put him out. He put me and the baby out. So this is his child, me and his child. He put us out. Now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I was the perfect wife. And I just woke up one day and this man was like, get out. It wasn't like that. We had some issues. It went on for a while. He gave me chances. He had things that he needed to work on. Like when I was pregnant with our daughter, I had postpartum depression and he just had some issues with understanding my mindset. I wasn't, I wasn't Adina Renee. I wasn't the woman that you, your wife, I was in another place because of this depression. And he was just having that issue understanding where I was at. I wasn't ready to have sex again. I wasn't ready. At one point I didn't leave the house for a while. It's just, how it is. Like, I, I didn't know it was like that. This is my first child. This is my first time ever doing this. So I didn't know what to expect. And he didn't know what to, to expect. This was our first child together. So it's just like, it was a lot. So I, I don't want to sit here and blame him. But at the end of the day, we, we didn't work out. So he put, he put me and his child out. I went to my mom's house. I've been staying with her and trying to save and, you know, get my own place so me and Aaliyah can flourish. But, you know, it's hard. But at first it was like, I could, I barely could do anything because I really thought I was going to die married to this man. I I didn't plan on, you know, no one plans when you marry someone, you don't plan to mess that up and and end up with someone else. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, wow, I can't believe this happened. We were together. We met in college in 2008 and we had been together since then. So we were together for almost 10 years when this happened. So um, after that, it was, it was a real, real struggle. But once I realized that I was I was at fault and I had to accept, take accountability. Notice this man didn't wake up and just do you wrong. You you had a part in this. So I had to accept that, try to fix what was wrong in me and, and move forward. Now I wasn't trying to fix it with him, but I wanted to fix myself just to move forward. If if we happened to get at that point, if I thought maybe we might get back together, that might have been an option. But at this point right now, a year later, no, that's not ever gonna happen. We're just gonna co parent. But at that time, I was open to options. I was just trying to make myself better just to be a better person and better woman in general, better mother. But um, now, looking back, I'm, I feel like this is the best thing that ever happened to me because, yes, this man was someone that I fell in love with and I had a connection with and we had a child together. But at the end of the day, he was not the person that I needed to be with. And he was not the person that needed... I needed to share my life with because he didn't understand how I needed to be loved, be loved. And I didn't understand how he needed to be loved. He had some issues about the way that he was brought up and the way he was raised and his relationship with his mom. He had some issues that I was not prepared for. And I remember listening to 
either was your first or second show that y'all mm-hmm. did on the Newlywed Podcast, and y'all were talking about shacking up. I had never lived with a man that wasn't my father before I married this man. Mm. So, yeah, I just kind of, we, we, you know, you spend a night in college and dorms. That's not the same as living with niggas and figuring out if they clean their drawers and brush their teeth every day and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I didn't, I, you, you can't see that. People put on because you're at their apartment, you're at their dorm. So when I moved in, it was just like, oh, hell no. Like, what <laughs> the fuck is this shit? So it was just like, we we had a lot going on. Like, it was a lot that we both didn't do and prepare for this relationship. We should have lived together before we got married. So it was just a learning experience. But I do really want to get married again because I feel like there's somebody out there that's going to treat me the way I want to be treated and give me what I want and, and reciprocate the actions and love that I have to put out there that I've learned from this previous relationship. And I feel like people should not be so quick to talk shit about single mothers, single, you know, people that go through divorce. It's always somebody talking shit about somebody, the woman in the relationship. But there's two people in a relationship. I, I don't understand why people think that the man is a robot and the woman just makes them do what the fuck ever. Like, two people are involved. Two people have to be willing to do the work. So if this person doesn't want to do the work and doesn't care about the child they brought into the world because all they want to do is have raw sex i'm sorry but let's just be real about it niggas want a nut and they don't care how they get it they don't care if they know your name your first name you know what i'm saying niggas just want a nut so let's just stop acting like like that that tweet about how niggas can't pick their baby mama yes you can you dumbasses yes you can i mean okay (laughs) just put on a condom baby with something i missed something in school (laughs) a lesson well first off let me say this Postpartum, I don't think a lot of people understand how bad postpartum can get because they don't really shine a bright light on it. So one, I'm glad that you and Aaliyah are still here, safe and sound. I mean, my mom stays with us and Mm -hmm. I don't really care. Like when I was younger, I wanted to get away from her as I Mm -hmm. get older. Oh, yes. I want to be really close to her. Yes. And so... Every everything that you're going through, I I rather that than what postpartum can lead a lot of women to do, and that's exactly take the lives, take the lives of their babies. Right, like it it can get that bad. It can, yes, it can they, like they offered me they offered me medicine, but I didn't feel like I was never felt like I was going to harm myself or Aaliyah. I just yeah. felt like I needed to get the hell out this house and somebody watch this baby before I go crazy. That's it. It was never, it was never that I know women get that point and it's not their fault. And I'm not blaming anybody for having those feelings. It's not your fault. You don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to kill my baby that I just had. No, it's, it's the, it's the hormones. I have a biology degree. So I kind of studied up on it because I wanted to know what was going on in my body because this is not normal. I shouldn't be feeling this way. And I just had a baby and all I'm, I'm here with my, my husband and we're fine. And then as soon as he goes back to work, I just lose it. Like it shouldn't be that way. But that's what happened. It's a, it can be overwhelming. I know for me, I went back to work early. I had a Mm -hmm. Mm C-section. I could have stayed off eight to 12 weeks, but I was ready to go back to work because I wanted to get a sense of normalcy back in our lives. Right. Just sitting around waiting for London to eat, poop, and and pee. Right. Like, it's like basically watching paint dry day in, day out because Mm -hmm. those first six to eight weeks, all they do is sleep. That's it. And cry. Sleep and cry. That's it. 
And so <laughs> I feel like I wish like at some point in pregnancy, the OB says, hey, I want to refer you to, you know, um, counselor, therapist. Somebody, yes, somebody you can talk you to. You and your, you and mm -hmm. your spouse or partner or the child's father prepare for um, what could happen after having a baby. You know what I think really helped us, though, is that we did go to those. Um, yeah, Mike and I went to parenting classes uh -huh. uh, before, before we had London. Like throughout my whole pregnancy, we had like a, a mentor um, who would, we would see weekly and we would discuss the things that would, you know, happen, you know, mm -hmm. the rest of the pregnancy. Yeah. When we got here and talk about postpartum and because when I went through postpartum, I actually did talk to a, a counselor, a mm -hmm. therapist like weekly until I was like starting to feel better. But yeah, I think a lot of men know what to expect no. and we did not have sex for a long time because i was in like, birth control yes. and one of the biggest fears i had was like okay we gonna have sex before i get on birth control and i'm gonna be pregnant again <laughs> like <laughs> and then another thing I, I think i remember you touching on on one of your shows is that like um when i well personally when i had Aaliyah, i had her naturally but not on purpose I, I don't I have a low pain tolerance and I was on Twitter one day reading articles about how they treat black women and white women and I didn't put two and two together until after like two, at least two and five months now I was just thinking about it recently like I was in the hospital and now they gave me the medicine whatever medicine I was supposed to get first but I went into labor around one o'clock and then that day and then I asked the nurse I'm like look girl I'm about to die can I get some medicine she's like okay I'm gonna go get it hours go by and I get this urge you know like when you when the baby's inside I get this urge to poop but that's not poop that's the baby so I'm like hey guys I gotta go to the bathroom they're like oh no 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 the baby's coming well I asked you for some fucking whatever zine five hours ago <laughs> and I'm here about to die like what's happening like I know there's other women in this hospital having babies but can you help me out and it never occurred to me that it was because of the way I looked that they were kind of slow with my shit it can take a it can take a toll on you because you think about your your labor and delivery and yeah, we was in the uh, hospital. We was in the hospital for seventy two hours before they realized that her cord was around her neck. And oh my god! The question was why the fuck didn't y'all see this sooner? Before, like, uh, okay, what was the issue? all right. Okay. And so, and I'm a diabetic, and I don't. Oh, think oh no, no! I should have no, no. been induced regardless because yeah. they made this big fuss about well, babies are diabetics come out to be big and blah blah blah. But London was seven pounds. That's not big. Big I is pushing I, ten, I eleven, twelve. I should have been able to go my full term, and so my body could go but into it labor is a good on thing its own. That they did do that yeah. because the cord was around. Yeah, the neck. cord was. Yes, yes, that's very true. That's very true. I'm definitely going to if we have another baby. I'm definitely going to fight against being induced. Yeah. Right. I would like a chance for my body to go into labor on its own. Now, right, the end of week forty. And then, right, right. okay, you can induce me, but there was mm -hmm. no reason for me to be induced at 39 weeks. Let that's, me a, that's like when my water broke, 39 weeks. I was in the store with my mama, and we were shopping at Cato, and I just was like, ooh, okay, my pants was wet. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just natural. Just like, okay, we got to go to the hospital now. But no, they definitely shouldn't have. 39 weeks, you, you, you had a whole nother couple of weeks you could have went. She could have been baking a little bit. Yeah. 
Definitely. So, so you want to, you're not opposed to getting married again and doing a long-term relationship. What needs to um, be, what needs to happen differently in your next long-term relationship leading into marriage for you to want to get married to that person? Okay. So with my ex-husband, um, like I mentioned before, he has some, some issues with his mother. Like she, um, him and his, his mother and his father got a divorce and separated. Had His father had outside kids and came back and remarried his mom later in life and they're together now. But um, when she left, it was just him, his father, and his brother. So he had, he had emotional issues with affection and things like that when we were getting to know each other. So throughout the marriage, it was like I had to beg for affection. Like, it's it's one thing like I understand people are not affectionate and they have their issues, but hugging and kissing is just basic to me. And I'm your wife, so I shouldn't have to ask. Like it's it's, it's a hassle. Yeah, I shouldn't have do that. to ask you up when I come in the house. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, I'm not a grown man. I'm your wife. I had your child. Like, give me yeah. a fucking kiss, bro. Like, like let's stop playing. So you you want somebody who has who's emotionally available. Yes. Yes. Open to affection and cute shit. Like you don't feel some type of way because I hold your hand in public. Like silly shit, shit like that. Like it was a struggle. I had to fight with this man to get stuff like that. And that's my love language. I like to be affectionate. I like to touch and you know hold you, hug and all of that cute shit. So I just I'm I'm weighing my options so I make sure that that's something I'm not gonna compromise on that again. I'm not I'm not gonna compromise. Mike talking about that would be tough for him. So when Mike and I, if, if so, this, no, I'm just saying, this, it this is like, a little origin on me and Mike. Mm-hmm. Mike and I were friends way before we started dating, mm-hmm. like years before we started dating. Mm-hmm. When Mike and I would hang out before we said, okay, we're about to be together, he's not, he's not like real affectionate or whatever, right? He's not real touchy feely, but now he won't leave me alone. See, that's that's how you get him, like, that's, that's different, that's different though. It's not different. You sound just like the. the, the <laughs> you sound, that sounds so it's That's it's not the point. That's what they would say. ways to bother somebody, but magically, your way to bother somebody is to want to kiss and hug and. Mm-hmm. Can't even walk to the kitchen and get something to drink. Like. So th- those are yeah, those are big things, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. I also don't know if I could be in a successful relationship without somebody who knows how to be affectionate with me. Right. You don't have to be overly affectionate, like groping me every time you see me. Exactly. Exactly. I I shouldn't have to, you know, argue with you to get kisses and hugs or, you know, to lay under you sometimes when I'm having a bad day. Right. Just some embrace, like to make me feel better because this person is, this is where I feel safe with you. So I would like to be able to come to you and just, I understand people have moods and I'm tired right now, babe. Okay, that's cool. But if you feeling all right, just let me get a hug for like a couple minutes and then I'll leave you alone. Like, that's it. Especially if you uh, if you know your spouse is going through something too. Right, right. Like, it's like, you know, an ongoing, you know, issue uh, like postpartum depression, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you definitely kind of want to be maybe even a little bit more affectionate. I know I didn't really understand postpartum uh, depression when Candace was going through it, but it was like I know this. I know this is, happens to a lot of women. So I, it was like I know this is not something that's her fault, mm-hmm. 
So I have to try to do what I can to, you know, appease or just ease some of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, during that time. Uh, but not a lot of people really understand, um, like Candace was saying, understand postpartum, especially men. Like, we really have no clue. We're like, what? what is that? <laughs> I don't think even most men understand uh, what pregnancy is like because so many men aren't there for women while they're pregnant. Exactly. And not saying like they just completely blow them off and run away, but they don't slow their lives down to accommodate the woman that's carrying their baby. So they kind of- they, they didn't mean to get that woman pregnant. It was like, <laughs> like I was so exhausted. I was making Mike exhausted. Like Mike yeah, would take yeah. naps. We were just, we was just taking naps. Cause I was taking time. naps. It's nap time all like, for nine months. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so oh, that was some of the best sleep I ever had when I was pregnant. With real, they was true. <laughs> they was true because you could come home from work, go to sleep, get up, eat, move around the house a little bit, and you could go right back to sleep. You can't be late for bed. Like, no, we're not doing that. No, at all. <laughs> so I know you, you and your, um, you and your soon to be ex husband have Aaliyah, who is adorable. Thank I you. I like these pictures from that photo shoot where she was like had the strawberries and stuff in the center. Oh, girl, everybody at my job, like, I printed I, out a picture. I need, and put like, I'm gonna have to borrow that yeah. for London because that. <laughs> Hey, that was, and I, tell me why this man did that all on his own. Like him and the photographer made that up. I, I had nothing to do with it. it I like just sent the picture with the little strawberries in it. And right, looking it was all so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> I'm gonna have to show you. But are you stepping on my phone? She is. But uh, <laughs> they got the Otter Box. But so you have one daughter. Are you interested in having more kids? Should you get remarried or get into the right long term relationship? Um, I'm open to it, but I just have to make sure that that person understands what could possibly happen once that child is brought into this world. Because I, I was on, I was, I don't want to say, I do want to say I was ignorant of what postpartum depression was before I experienced it myself. So I was the only child. I'm an only child. I wasn't raised around a lot of kids. So I didn't really experience all that stuff. I wasn't Really, I'm not gonna say I wasn't excited for my daughter because I really, I very, I really was. She was planned, and we, we tried for her to have her for months. But I, w- I'm not one of those people that just love kids all the time. I'm just kids, kids, kids. I want five kids. No, one or two is enough for me. And I'm scared to do it again because of what happened with um, the medicine that I was supposed to get, and I had her naturally on accident, and and you know how they treat went black women. In, uh-huh. in the medical field and stuff and, and what could happen afterwards about how I'm going to feel as far as depression affecting me and my body but I do want to try to have another child before I leave this, this earth yeah I'm not one, I didn't like being pregnant we talked about one more kid more so because we are kind of away from everybody in Denver and like I got to grow up with all of my cousins even though I was an only child Mm-hmm. Same with Mike. He grew up with his cousins. and Same with me, yeah. Because he's an only child, too. So I don't feel like I missed having a sibling because, uh, like, I'm the same age as primarily all my first and second cousins. Right. So it's no big deal. But um, London doesn't have that luxury. So we are kind of considering um, having another kid so that we'll bring the black population in Denver to, like, 
75. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's a boy, so I'm not surrounded by women. Nope, it's going to be a girl. It's fine. It's yeah, fine, Mike. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, okay, so moving on, you said you would get married again, and the person needs to be, have a certain emotional um, intelligence. Yeah. And you know what it so we and you brought this topic to me because I do see it a lot on social media, but I do I feel like the tides have changed with how women see marriage. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think that it's coming from the right place. No, I I don't think it is either because First, you have the people that feel like if you don't have a man, you ain't worth shit. That, that first of all, makes me sick. Second of all, if you and the people that do want to get married, you have folks out here that make it seem like it's just some buttoned up business arrangement. And I got a fucking roommate that I'm just legally married to. It, it does not have to be like that. There are people out there that do that. But you can be in love with someone live with them and spend the rest of your life with them and legally be married to them and it not be the worst experience of your life. I just don't understand why um, people get on Twitter and just because you got a woman pregnant that you didn't plan on dating and then you married her out of just to you know, keep the family together, that doesn't mean that's an example of marriage. That's the example of your marriage. There are people that are happy in marriage in this world with children and living their lives and it's all fine. It just depends on your fit. You make your marriage work the way that you want it to work. It's two people in it, so you make it work for you two. Don't try to make it what social media or the news or this your favorite celebrity is doing because you don't have the means that your favorite celebrity has. You need to do what works for you and your family. I think, I think what's weird about the climate and the thought process on marriage is that everybody is treating it like they are robots and they don't want love and affection. Mm-hmm. Or I can even go as far as saying needing because some, when you go through things in life, sometimes having people there to support you, having somebody that you love there to support you, mm-hmm. be there with you for the ups and the downs and help you get through the downs, that can make or break a situation. Yeah. Like it could, it could make going through something terrible less terrible when you have absolutely have love and affection so this whole even with women like i I identify as a a womanist and a feminist and i Mm -hmm. I believe you know women have choices to be to be in relationships or be single it doesn't change their worth right my thinking is that you just ultimately deserve to be happy right i feel like that attitude where like Men are nothing but the devil and you don't need them. Yeah, that's, yeah, no. Mm-mm. And they're nothing but a headache and they're nothing but a negative and they Mm-mm. bring you down. And yeah, a lot of, a lot of men, a lot of men have brought women down. I, I will, I say that, I stand by that. But I don't think that's what should keep you from finding your forever if that's what you want. Like, I don't feel like every man is going to bring you down or you're going to be worse off married and this, that, and the third. Because I'm going to be honest, I am better off now married than I was single in terms of goals I had set for myself. Like my career Mm -hmm. in London and 
where we are in Denver and the strides I've made, a lot of that has been in due to um, just how loving and supportive Mike is. You're Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you mad in the pyramid. <laughs> but <laughs> you see what I deal with? Yeah. See what I say the word? I, I remember when y'all first opened the show, you were like, you're going to be shady? Because I remember you definitely were shady. You were like, the, the better half, me, Candace. <laughs> I, am, I am. He is so annoying. But in, in terms of like wanting to do things, he doesn't hold me back and it. So it's like, I don't necessarily feel like he's been a hindrance. He's actually been like the small puzzle piece that kind of turned everything up a notch for me because he he doesn't wait for me to fail. He's like, you'll do fine. You need to go for it. If that's what you want, you need to do it. Don't like, don't be scared if it doesn't work out. And like, that's his kind of attitude with me. And like, that makes a difference having that kind of support on a daily, on a daily basis. So mm-hmm. Yeah, my how I feel about oh, I try not to say this, but <laughs> I just I feel like a lot of feminism and womanism on Twitter in general is performative. Yes, so everything I feel like everything on Twitter is performative. Like that shit with Lovey and Tevin Campbell today and all that bullshit. Like what is? Oh my like, god! Everybody be texting themselves like y'all niggas need to get a life. Like it's rest not in, that deep. Yeah, rest in peace to Aretha Franklin. That was like, that too. That was really like that made me sad. That, that, oh, and it was like because it was it happened so quick. TMZ broke something and like days later she had passed away. But- I was just telling somebody I was at work scrolling the timeline it said aretha franklin is alert and i swear to god not even 30 minutes later then somebody said she dead i'm like which one is it how is she alert and then she dropped dead like what do you report the real thing or don't report anything if you're not sure like they killed her the day before too and i was like is she dead or not yeah 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 which is why i see why she, like they kept it so hush hush so she could have some peace in her last days, because the internet is wild, and yeah, a lot of the feminism, a lot of the womanism, is performative. Because um, one thing I could say, I like if I say like men could be trash, mm-hmm. I don't mean they, I don't mean they just trash because I've dated some trash men. I mean like men be doing wild shit. At the same time, I don't yeah, be, yeah. don't fuck with these trash ass men. Don't fuck with these niggas, and then coming home and laying with some trash. <laughs> Like, I, I truly believe that even if Mike was trash back in his younger days, his mindset and his thought process on things pertaining to women has has grown leaps and bounds. However, he never was one of those weirdos who made rape jokes and right, brother and right. jokes and shit like that. But it's kind of like you can't be talking about fuck these niggas, fuck marriage, they bring you down. And you just you go home and and lay and and fuck and suck up on those same type of men. So right. that's why, I, like, when you brought it up, I was like, "Damn, I probably been waiting to say this." <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, about marriage, uh, especially you know on social media. A lot of us, or a lot of us on social media, you know, a lot of them aren't married. Yeah. Um. And sometimes you just go by what you see or what mm-hmm. you what you've seen, right? Um, and that could be you know your parents, your uncles, uh, friends that may be older, or you know, 
family, friends, things of that nature. And a lot of those, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be rude to the older generation, but a lot of their relationships was horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like you can't you can't really base what you have seen and what you have witnessed to be what marriage is because marriage is is different for everyone. Um, it's it's the same it's the same thing as everything in life. All of our experiences are different, or different. Excuse me. There may be some overlap um, in certain areas, um, but our experiences are different. Yeah. Marriage is not going to be the same for you. It's not going to be the same for your cousin. It's not going to be the same for your sister, your brother, your mother, your father. It's going to be different for everyone. And when we, I think if we put that idea first, I think a lot of, a lot more people will be more open to it uh, because there's no one correct way to do marriage. And that's kind of what this show is about. Um, also think, or, or relationships. Also- yeah, I yeah, marriages back in the day was trash, and the reason we didn't know was because a lot of our and it's sad to say, but a lot of women didn't have the ability to work. They wasn't going to college. They couldn't. Right. They were. They weren't stable on their own, so they had they had to, to settle. No nigga. Yeah, he was paying all the bills, and, and your only your only other option was to be homeless. Or go back to your mama house and listen to her complain about you leaving that good right. thing. Because they on the outside looking in and don't know this nigga got outside babies. This nigga got a mistress. This nigga beating on you. He an alcoholic. He don't mm-hmm. come home every night. Like, we don't have to deal with that now. And then in this time, like in 2018, the reason why I feel like social media, people on social media like, demonize marriage or whatever because every single week every other day some married nigga on a timeline is getting exposed like it's coming out oh you was texting the whole timeline you had you got a whole baby and and all this like it's just like if you can't stay faithful like people think that social media is some alternate universe and i just can't get with that like these people you're talking to are real people with phones the shit people do on social media Niggas just had to use a payphone to do it back in the day. Right. Like, niggas was like writing letters to their mistress instead of tweets and DMs. <laughs> like, a, a carrier pigeon to that bitch house. Like, come on now. Yeah, it's like, everybody it's, was it's, always it's, doing it. Writing a letter to your side bitches, man. Wow. <laughs> I miss you, girl. <laughs> My wife be tripping. Like, come on you, now. You're going to get it six days later. <laughs> <You're inside it>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get that little money I dropped off? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah I, yeah I don't i don't i think people treat social media like it's so far removed from yes. reality when it when it's nothing but um reality staring you directly back in the face now like yeah. because there's no there's no discretion and so you see everything all of the time yeah. but it's like even some of the shit like people cheating and shit like that, and it, it pops up on social media and people, oh my guys, like people cheat. Life happens. The only difference is somebody didn't have enough common sense to keep their business off Twitter. Right. That's like the only thing that I I I truly see, and yeah, I I don't. It God forbid, because I you know I really I really love Mike. I really love being married. 
But the one thing that I always keep with me and I tell him as well is that when it's not, um, when you're not happy anymore, you have a right to leave. Will the other person be hurt? Absolutely. Yes. But definitely you cut your losses. So you cut your losses quicker versus sticking around and spending your life unfulfilled with somebody that you don't want to be with. There you go. So it's like you said, you like you didn't imagine that you would you would be getting divorced. Right. But But now where you have life, you feel good, you're feeling healthier. Yeah. I, I got a question too. I know, and I don't think this is in the notes, but it like what just going through this whole experience is like. What have you learned about yourself? Well, like I've learned that I was a selfish ass person. Like I was a selfish ass person in my marriage, and it took me getting kicked out of my own house with my child for me to see and get sent to my mama's house that you fucked up. You messed. You messed up your whole marriage. You could have been with this man. Could have probably fixed it. Maybe if we would have went to counseling or whatever, but I I was predominantly the problem. I'm not going to say that I'm the full person to blame and he did nothing wrong, but we both had some things that we needed to change, but I was the one that should have changed them sooner. And I was just stubborn. Or I couldn't see it or I, I really don't know what it was, but at the time that it was brought up to me first, I didn't take it seriously or make those changes as quickly as I should have. I'm not going to say I didn't take it seriously because I did. I, I took my husband seriously, but I couldn't physically make those changes for whatever I was doing that was bothering him. I couldn't just cut it, nip it in the bud right then and there. And that's the end of the problem. It just kept coming up. So it would just kept continue to fester until he couldn't take it anymore. So I learned that I have to take accountability because that's, that's something that I had struggled with in my marriage, accountability that things are my fault and I cannot put blame on whoever I'm mad at. I did this, not you. I'm just angry at you because you showed me what I did wrong and I'm a cancer. So yes, I'm sorry. I blew it out of proportion, but here we are. So (laughs) I'm trying to do better and not have this repeat thing happen to me in my next relationship because I don't want to lose out on somebody. A a good Because my my ex-husband is a good man. He's a great father. He's taught me a lot of things in my life. I mean, from knowing him for almost 10 years, like I would never badmouth him. He takes care of our child. He makes sure that I have whatever I need to take care of her. And it's just like I couldn't get right and and make sure that we would continue being a unit. I, I was only thinking about myself at one point. And I can admit that now because I'm not doing that anymore. It's not about me and Aaliyah. It's about it was about me, Aaliyah and him. And I was just thinking I was just being selfish and, and it sounds crazy now, but at the time I wouldn't even say those words. I'm selfish. You couldn't get me to say that shit. <laughs> you could not grand, get me to say that shit. In the grand scheme of things though, you like it's like it's humbling to realize that something just wasn't for you. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. and that no matter how what, much you wanted it to work, it yeah, just wasn't what was right. might not need to be now. Right. Like that's crazy to think about. And I thought about it, not in a weird, like create havoc kind of way, but yeah. The fact of the matter is that today might be amazing, but what could happen weeks from now might not be. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying the average person just wake up and decide they don't want to be married. Right. But you know, people change. Things mm-hmm. change. Things happen. Situations come about where you're 
your tolerance for this person is going to be tested. Hmm. Okay, so this person that you love to death might say some real off the wall shit to you and you got to be like, are you talking to me or are you just angry? And am I going to do something about it or am I just going to let you cool off? You know what I'm saying? Type thing. Like, it, it gets some stuff gets out, stuff gets said and, and that's what I, I feel like people need to make sure that they are not just saying stuff out of anger because I did that a lot, especially in college. I, I, I was, I, I have a potty mouth and I just say shit when I feel it and that's not cool it's not good it's nothing cute about it and i'm glad i stopped doing that shit because you will be out here hurting people that love you and care about you and just saying shit just because they made you angry and it's not okay yeah you you, you better than a lot of folks because <laughs> i mean niggas can get petty and, and and it's all fun and games until you hit that low blow and now i don't think you're suffering i, I won't say I, I've had to do a lot of work in our relationship, you know, like my attitude. But yeah, we both uh, have. I think you know, you know what I think. Where where I think we benefit from is I think because we we've, we've got to like grow up a little bit. Yeah, like we got married later in life. Yeah, and I know, I know, 32, 33, 34, You know, that's not really old. No. Um, but you get to experience a lot of stuff and. I had the, um, you know, I guess uh, opportunity, I will call it, to um, experience relationships where I've lived with other people before. Right. And I wasn't just, this is not like my first, my first time living with someone or being with someone mm -hmm. uh, in a serious manner. So... It kind of it kind of gives me certain things that I know, like okay, if this comes up, I I know I need to do this, or I know I need to be this type of way because I know how I am. So it's not like I'm I'm not judging her, but I'm judging myself as far as how I need to react or how I need to uh, respond um, in certain manners uh, in certain situations. Mm -hmm. So I've had that um, experience that kind of led me to to being able to make this work. And I think that's that's one of the things that's helped us along the way uh, because had I not had those experiences, um, she might have been getting a me that was like 24. And she probably <laughs> that, that man. <laughs> Listen, me and my ex-husband, I was 23 <laughs> and he was 22 when we got married. So, yeah, yeah so... <laughs> guys were, were younger hella young just, like, i mean and he wanted just, to get married more than i did that's the crazy part he wanted my daughter he wanted all of this stuff he was just ready to be a family and be a family man and that's why i feel like if i had worked changed myself quicker and, and, and made those changes we might still be together to this day but it just didn't work out that way and i'm fine with that so when you so when you were um when when things started, you know, going wrong, or when you start, you know, going on this journey to discover who who Adina was, what she wanted, mm -hmm. what she didn't want. What was your music move? Did you have like 
you notice like you was listening to like fuck that nigga music <laughs> or was it like baby i want you back music or all right like- so i'm gonna give y'all the whole spectrum at first so okay august 2017 is when he put me in Aaliyah out so i went to my mom's house and i was baby come back take me back like please please i was like that's i was listening to that type of stuff for the maybe the first two months and then after i realized you know what i'm not about to go back there that's it's like i woke up one day and i was just like you know what i'm just gonna figure this out i don't need him to be happy i can be happy on my own so i was kind of listening to them empowerment independent women phase right yeah yeah the independent women phase and then after that i was like i kind of want to maybe try dating again so I was listening to my whole phase music because I didn't really honestly I didn't have a whole phase in college I, I I went to class I went to school I met my husband in 2008 I, I started college in 2007 so we dated all throughout high school I mean we had off and ons but he was the main man that I was dating so I didn't really have a whole phase so I guess this is my whole phase now I'm about to be 30 years old but sure let's do it so you know, that might be right. Everybody says 30 is, is when I'm gonna turn into some 30. sex crazed monster. So let, I mean 30, let's get it. 30, 30 has been really good. Also, like I like Mike said, he and I started dating later in life. We got married with people co- would consider later in life after 30. So mm-hmm. I was in my whole phase in my 30s. And I don't okay. I don't like to call it a whole phase. I like to call it like good sex. Right. Okay. Let's not call it that. Let's call it um experimentation. Exper- yes, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. Experimentation yeah. phase. Yes. Good orgasm phase. Like my oh, sex, yes. was, okay. my sex was really bad in the, in my twenties. Like I did not really enjoy sex because I was doing it because I felt I needed to keep a relationship going. Mm. But I didn't really know the things I like. I, I was afraid to establish boundaries. Like, like I don't want to do this. Okay, mm-hmm. I really want to try this. Like, oh, I was scared to do all that stuff. And then when I turned 30, it was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> I like, when I was like, a light comes on or something. Like, y'all just you know, be like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not enjoying sex. When I'm going to start enjoying this So shit. I started reading up about it. And one thing I read, like, about pregnancy is that, like, it, you have an easier time getting pregnant as a woman when you're actually enjoying sex and orgasming because you're oh, starting. thank you. Fuck out of here. <laughs> so, so because the orgasm because your cervix opens wider during this during the orgasm right so and stuff i was like damn i ain't i ain't ever had a good orgasm i'm gonna be fucked up out here <laughs> when it's time to have kids and then you know, it's just like at 30 you can enjoy porn but how much you gonna masturbate when it's free and viable dick out here that can <laughs> you open your mouth and say nigga don't do it like that Right. Don't do that anymore. Do this. I don't like that. The last bitch loved that. That shit is terrible to me. Right. So the light went on and then like I started having like amazing sex so I was speaking up. And then niggas be turned on when you be speaking up. They be nasty nasty. (laughs) (laughs) That reminds me of that 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 um what do you think is nasty conversation on Twitter? Like, oh (laughs) let me just smack your ass real quick. That's real nasty. Like, no, that's that's not what we're talking about. Yeah. So it so you're now like in your experimentation slash the formerly known as whole phase. And so right. you are are you you're currently dating, right? Yes. How is that going? 
It's going um pretty good actually. Um I tried to keep my options open. Like I don't want to jump into something so quickly because I was just in an almost 10, 10 year relationship, six year marriage. Like I, I don't need to claim anybody, but if, I mean, I'm not gonna, if I feel the vibe, I feel the vibe. So I've just been trying to really fill out people and see what the character is and how they interact with me. I'm not bringing anybody around my child yet, but if I feel like you're going to be someone that I want to spend time with continuously, then you do need to meet my daughter. So that's something that I'm thinking about currently. Because um, <laughs> if Aaliyah don't like you, you got to go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So are you exploring online dating or is it strictly offline? Have you been like on Tinder and um, I've never used Tinder before. Um, I've never really been on any of the, the actual official dating sites. Like one of my coworkers uses, I think it's called Plenty of Fish, but she always tells me horror stories of these weirdos. So that doesn't make me want to go on there. So <laughs> um, I just been, I mean, people like people hit me up on Twitter and, and people I've talked to, you know, people I've been following for years on Twitter might shoot that oh, shot or whatever type thing. I've been I've been waiting on I've been waiting on that nigga to fuck up. Hey. <laughs> It'd be like that. That's exactly like oh yeah. It'd be like damn I'm gonna got hear it on the nigga. And niggas be waiting too. Hell yeah, they do. They really do. And I never like, thought that shit was real because like it was funny about that <laughs> niggas be waiting but they don't really be waiting. They be waiting, but they don't be waiting. Women be waiting, but they don't be waiting. So let me tell you, like, you know, Mike and I have been together for a while, and we've had our, like, little times where we're like, fuck this. Before we got married, like, fuck you, it's over. (laughs) No more. Fuck you. And, like, like, he had, like, when when people would think he was, like, single, his Mm -hmm. DNA used to look like three before 11. Oh, <laughs> okay. They'd be like, "What's up with you? You still, you still got a wifey?" Like, <laughs> ooh, girl, bye. Yeah, <laughs> ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I don't know what DMs you were trying to. These must be somebody else. Nah, ooh, he cleaned that up real quick. These was your heyday DMs. Heyday. Yeah, back in your heyday. Yeah, look at him. He's. <laughs> I wish I could see him squinting his face. No, but um. So you dating stuff. Has your sex life changed? Like I'm not saying like you don't have to tell us if the sex was like terrible while you were married or great, but has it has it gotten better now that you're single and you're on this journey this journey of self-discovery and getting to know yourself and all of that? Like has that made you know sex better if you're dating someone and y'all are intimate? Yes, it it has actually. Cause like with my ex-husband, I was very timid and like going from like like I was I mentioned to y'all about my postpartum depression one of the things was you know like you you both know like once you're you have the baby you have a period of weeks where you can't have sex and then you can have sex again so when it was time the weeks were up I thought I was ready to have sex but I wasn't and it was kind of like a miscommunication and he felt like at any point I could just like have the folks come get him and, and lock him up and I'm just like dude I'm depressed like I don't 
I didn't mean to tell you I was ready and I wasn't, but I'm not going to call the police on you. You're my husband. Like, I know you're not trying to take advantage of me. I just want you to know and understand I'm not ready yet. That's all. So that, that miscommunication and, and not being able to tell him that I wasn't ready and, and stuff like that kind of strained our sex life up until the point that I left the house. So Because reality, I mean, because uh, society has put in our heads that if you don't fuck your man, another woman will. Right. So even when you don't want to have sex sometimes, you feel like you're to. to. And um, going forward, like, I do want you to know, like, you could just tell a nigga no. Yeah. If that nigga have a meltdown because you don't feel like having sex tonight, that's, that's, not, that's not the nigga for you. Period. Point blank. Because there have been times I've been like, I'm tired, babe. I'm going to bed. I, like, I know I feel you rubbing my butt. I feel you asking me in my sleep. I feel you blowing in my ear, but I'm sleepy. And I <laughs> I don't have it right now. And it's been reversed. And I've been, like, nudging, like, hey, hey, baby. Yeah, like, yes. It's right? been uh, like, reversed. And, like, I get it. I'm Niggas tired. be tired. My ex-husband used to swing, sh- swing shifts. Like, he would be on first shift one week, the next week second shift, next week third shift. I get it. You're tired. So go to bed. But give me the same respect. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I feel like whatever you, wherever your next step is with love, I feel like it's gonna be so successful for you because you've done the work on yourself. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I've really been trying to work hard. Yeah, I, I feel like there would be no point to me going through all of this and I'm still the same selfish ass woman I was when I was married to that man. Like, it doesn't make sense. I'm going to be in the same situation. So I, I have to make changes in myself. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that uh, that's not really harped on enough is that the work on yourself makes these relationships better. Right. Um, Absolutely. The things you learn about yourself like you don't really know yourself until you're in a relationship with someone else. Yeah, you don't know what you're gonna tolerate, what you're not gonna tolerate. Um, how you're gonna treat that person when a certain situation comes up? Because nobody practices some bullshit popping off while y'all at Red Lobster or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. whatever happens, nobody anticipates those situations. So when it presents itself, people have to act accordingly. And if they don't, that's when you find out the fuck shit. Like I told y'all, I never shacked, I never quote unquote shacked up before I lived with my husband. So I found out that he wasn't the cleanest man in the world when I moved right in. So it was just like, we probably should have shacked up beforehand, but that's frowned upon. My mama wasn't having that. So it's just like, what do you do? I learned that too. So, that was, my mama is, is one of the reasons why we're getting a divorce also. And so let me say this. Yeah. I so everybody knows if you know me, if you've been following me, you know that my mother is like a big piece of my heart. Mm-hmm. However, my mother can also be really overbearing. And one thing that I have made a point to do, both as a wife and a mother mm-hmm. to stop her at the line when she's trying to go too far right. or give advice I didn't ask for or give opinions that nobody asked her for. It's really, I think it's more important to keep your parents out of your relationship truly than your friends. Mm-hmm. Because your parents will overstep more than those friends. Your yeah, parents, I brought you into friends, this world. I'm going to tell you how I feel about that nigga you brought to my house. 
Yeah, a lot of my friends are my age. A lot of my friends, we have like minds. And so um, they understand boundaries. Yes. Your parents think they could just oh girl all up and through your shit when they feel like it, and that's not it. Like my y'all think Mama White Diamonds is, is a trip. Let me tell y'all about Vivian over here. Like she gives no fucks. Okay, she told my ex husband off with her finger in his face one time. I wasn't even involved. I'm I'm just like, why are you being confrontational with my ex husband? Talk to me. I'll talk to him. I don't need y'all not liking each other. You're my mama. He's my husband. I need y'all to get along so we can all just coexist. Yeah, in your in your next relationship, regardless of what anybody else thinks, let me say this. Sometimes your friends will see somebody ain't shit, but mm-hmm. you in love with them and your parents, that's your right. As a human being, you have a right to make your own mistakes yep. until the day you die. Learn honestly. from your own mistakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to do you have to do certain stuff. You can't you can't let everybody dictate what you're gonna do in life or what you're gonna like how your relationship is gonna work or you know just anything of that aspect is, is your decision. You you will you us all every every human breathing will make mistakes until we die. Right. If nobody else is business to mind your grown ass business about mistakes that you make especially when they're on the outside looking in because truthfully as adults even your parents don't will only know so much true very they true only, they will only see but so much you know not being, being in your shoes and, and walking in your shoes on a day-to-day basis right and so i like and sometimes it's hard to tell your parents to back off because you don't want to be at odds with them, but the the reality of it is that you just as a woman, as a mother, you know, as as a lover, are entitled to not have your your mom or your dad or your grandma, your aunts, your uncles all up in your business all the time creating havoc. There you go. <sighs> there you go. It could be a lot. It, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't, I never really had that problem because I've always. So here's a, like Mike. So <laughs> this is what's funny. Mike don't play that shit with his parents. Like, oh, okay. like he will like he puts a halt to his his parents trying to be too involved in in his business. Quick, like he quick he'd be like, "Why you even asking me about it? Ooh. Don't have anything to do with you." And they'd be like, "Okay, energy." Word, I need to learn. I can't. I can't. <laughs> okay, let's just nip that in the bud. Hush your mouth and your business. Yeah, I've been like that my whole life. It's just one of those things because I was, I left home early. Uh, I left home when I was like 17. And, um, you know, I've been back and forth since then. Uh, but I was always like, listen, I, I want to go do what I want to do. And if you know, if that doesn't work out, then it just doesn't work out. But I'm I'm gonna live my life the way I want to live my life, mm-hmm. and you know, you can give me advice, but I'm, I may not always follow follow your advice. You're not gonna tell me exactly what I'm supposed to do, but you, I'm I'm more than open to advice uh, because you've had experiences that I haven't had, but that doesn't mean that you know everything. Yeah, exactly. 
I am. Uh, I'm excited. Like whatever the case is, even if you ever get mad at me one day, girl, just DM me and cuss me out because I'm not ready to see your journey in yet. <laughs> I want to. Like we've been following each other this long. I mean, so for I'm real, not for ready real, for mad long. Stop. Oh, I didn't even get to mention like when I was um after I um, I left the house, left my ex husband's house, and went to my mom's house. Um, earlier this year in March, I got a full-time job because when I was working, when I was married to him, he told me I didn't have to work, but it was my choice. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to ask this grown man to give me some money. I'm going to go to work two days a week. So I had a part-time job and that was how we did that. But after, um, he decided that he didn't want us to be together anymore, then, um, I was removed from his insurance and me and Aaliyah, did, well, Aaliyah was covered. He wasn't going to take his daughter off, of course, but I wasn't covered because part-time workers at my job don't get benefits. So that was something that really, really stressed me out for a long time because I was like, what if I get sick? I can't go to the hospital. I can't, I, I don't, I, I work part-time, so I don't make that much money. So I can't afford to go to the ER and just pay the shit. I don't have the insurance. So what the fuck am I going to do if I get sick? So then out of the blue, this position that I'm already trained for comes open and I get it. And I was like, that ain't nothing but Jesus. Cause I don't know what I was going to do. I don't know what, I, how I was going to pay bills. Like seriously, like I, aside from what my ex-husband gives me and, and what, for, with what I was making on my part-time salary, I, me and that baby was going to be struggling and I was going to be in my mama pockets. And that's not how I wanted to be. I'm grown. I'm 20 something, 28 years old. I got put out of my own house, but I'm 28 years old. I should be able to take care of me and my child with the money that I make from this job. But it wasn't going to work out like that because the way that the bills were set up, he took the big bills, I took the small bills. And when I left, I still, even with this man putting me out, I still kept up the bills to the house I wasn't living in just because it was in my name. Ooh, girl. <laughs> and, and, and I knew I had some growth right there because... You want to talk about Petty? Petty's middle name is Renee, and that's my middle name. So I was like, I don't have to pay this. I don't live here. You put me out, so fuck you mean. But I was like, you know what? My child is there sometimes, so I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep helping out until we get this squared away. And now everything is in his name, and we've got it squared away. But it was, it was nothing but the Lord giving me that job to make sure that I was able to take care of me and my child now, because now I don't, I got so much extra money, it's not even funny. Like, I make, I probably make two or three times what I used to make per month. Oh, good. And, and I'm like, that ain't, I'm, I'm like, how did the fuck did that happen? <laughs> like, Exactly. So it's like, you had to go through some shit, but you're getting your footing back. Right. And so, like I said, the, the, I was really glad when you came in, like, girl, I need to be on the show because a lot of women are scared to leave relationships and marriages that they're no longer happy in mm -hmm. because they don't feel like there's life after that. Like, the stigma mm -hmm. that you no man. And people don't take, and certain people really will not take you seriously if you don't have a man attached to your arm. And that shit makes me sick. Absolutely. Why do I have to have this man with me for you to take me seriously? I'm my own person. I can speak to you in any type of manner you want about any type of topic. This man has nothing to fucking do with that. Whether he's my spouse, my brother, my cousin, I don't have to have a fucking man with me. So I don't know why 
oh girl you ain't got no man well you need to go get one for what i could pay bills i could do whatever he could do so what i mean i need him to you know lick my toes or whatever but we don't we don't gotta like i don't need him i don't need him it's like men don't need a woman like they be on twitter talking about um you need to clean my house you should be able to cook and clean and keep your place of residence spotless whether you got a woman coming over there or not and that's any that's any person you should be able to live and take care of yourself without another person being there absolutely and some of these grown ass men like i was married to one that never paid a bill before like what you mean you don't know how to pay bills excuse me they've been so used to having women do everything for them girl it's 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 scary so you couple that with a mommy issue because i do all of the budget balancing and it's just Mm -hmm. i'm good with numbers that i do it same same but it, but if I forget it, it's like it's not getting paid. I know that the nigga know how to go pay, know how to right. Pay. You 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 can rely on Mike. Me, if something happened to me, the house shit, the 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 mortgage, the car insurance, all that shit wouldn't got paid. Oof. Right. So, so, so now that you are not like being a wife and mom to two kids, <laughs> right. Just that, one. Like you said, no shade to your ex-husband. Right. He's a great person, but he's grown. He's grown. But at one point, I had two children. Yeah, yeah it was a lot. So now yeah. you have free time to some free time, because I know Aaliyah take up all your, a lot of your free time. Ooh, as soon as I come in the door. Mama! Oh, girl. Ooh, I just was at the plant for 10 hours. But hey, girl, how you doing? So now you are having time to get to know you and start dating and you know taking the whole phase into gear and you sound happy yes i'm so happy this is i haven't been this happy in a long long time and and don't forget what that feels like because you'll always deserve that happiness yes it feels so good it feels so good after so long some rough times here and there some shit don't get on your nerves but overall but yeah the bigger picture is is, yes 10 times better than a year ago this time. You, um, first of all, for you, you were telling me you were nervous about being on the show. I don't have yeah. any nerves, which brings me to my next point. I'm going to talk to Jeremy and Curtis, but Ratchet Ramblings is going on a break. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're, we're staggering our breaks because we all need some time, you know, to not be, you know, podcasting day in day out but i am going to suggest you to come in and co-host for an episode or two for me. oh my god oh my god you watch reality tv yes and you know how we are and yes, I, I love y'all I you be a dragon and um so yes you're gonna be my pick for uh because and you're new you've never been on the show so oh it'll be I'm so excited. I was really nervous because like I know that when I start talking about stuff, I can ramble and I didn't want to just go off on a tangent and just take up all y'all shows time just talking about some bullshit. So I was just <laughs> so nervous about that part. You you like are doing amazing because as soon as you started talking, I was like, you know what? I want her to co-host right your rambling. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> So, that makes me feel so good. Oh man! To talk to Jeremy and Curtis, but 
And I want to have you back on the show again because, like I said, like your transparency and saying, like, no, it just wasn't my husband. I fucked up a lot of stuff too. Yeah. And I made a lot of mistakes too. Yeah. It it doesn't mean no good to get on here and lie. Yeah. I don't don't care if anybody that listens to this doesn't personally know me. I'm not going to lie on that man. He treated me well. Aside from when I was depressed, he treated me very well. And I'm not going to get on here and lie. I just, I just can't. So tell the people one more time, because we're going to get out of here. Yes, ma'am. Tell the people where they can find you. If you have anything going on, if you have, you know, anything you want them to know, go ahead and shout them out. Okay. Um, You can find me at the honey goddess. Um, G-A-W-D-E-S-S on Twitter and Instagram. Um, the only thing coming up is Candace has informed me that I will be co-hosting the Ratchet Ramblings and that's what we will be doing and that's that on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, we really just want to thank you for yeah. coming. Like, I really enjoyed the show. I'm really glad we're doing this because like, people, I love y'all's show. Like, people, I love Ratchet Ramblings, but the people, like people you need. Getting as guests have been amazing. Yeah. Like, yes, I really enjoyed um the first show I really loved. I was I was in the car going to work, jamming to that Bobby Brown. I was like, the music already good, so I already know it's gonna be good as Candace and her husband. So and then I heard the topics that y'all were talking about. I was like, wow, this sounds good. And then I heard the second episode with Jeremy. And I was like, you know what? Maybe they'll wanna talk about dating after divorce. So I just kind of threw the idea out there and y'all were like, well, Candace was like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And I was like, wow, this was easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we, like, we definitely, so that was a topic Mike and I talked about because I have a friend here who's like divorced and has kids. But um, I was, but it's like divorce is different for everybody. Yeah. Right. And right. Like, what you do after can, can vary and differ and all that kind of stuff. And so that's why when you were saying it, I was like, yeah. ah, I love it. And like, I think the episode that I would like to get you back for mm-hmm. is like dealing with love, your love life and, and, and having a child. Because mm. we primarily discussed like pre-divorce, like going through the divorce and things like that. But right. I know that my life has changed because how when Mike and I dated and we got married before Linda was born, but um, even after she was born, it totally changed everything. Mm-hmm. So, moving you know, everything, every everything changed. Everything revolves around the child. Everything. So, like, I, I know y'all are together in the same house, but like for me and my ex, like, okay, if I'm trying to date, he's trying to date. We got to make sure, like, if he's going out of town, he's going to see if I can keep the baby for him, or I got to see if the baby can be with him so I can go see whoever I want to see. It's like, we got to try to accommodate each other and make sure Ali is comfortable and we're not just putting off the baby on somebody. Cause I mean, if you not don't see your child for four weeks, I'm going to text you about that, but it's going to be an issue. And right. like, it just, so that's the episode I want to get you back for us to talk okay. about dating and being um, a single mom with the um, active co-parent. Right. Like, I don't yes, want to he's very active. Um, well, I, I do I want to have a guest that I do have somebody I want to have on for their single parent with kind of a uh a, a lacking of the okay. parent. I won't say deadbeat. Okay. Because there's 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 levels to this. Yeah, it's levels to this shit. 
I want, I want to talk to, you know, a mom like you who has an, an active and involved co-parent who's not on some, you know, will take, you just don't have to get it from the courts, bitch. Right. Yeah. No, it, we ain't even on that. Like he auto debits me money every month on top of if I need something for her, I can just See? ask for it. I want to, I want to talk about that because it's, it's, but that's how it should be though. It, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, but I feel like these people are so close-minded. All they're thinking about is the act of having sex that they don't give a shit about the, the life that they're bringing into this world. And don't get me started on abortion and plan B. Like, niggas really do not give a fuck. Like, they want their nut. No condom available. Let me nut in this girl. And if she get pregnant, oh my God, what happened? You ain't on birth control? Like, you didn't fucking check that shit before you put your dick in her? Like... Okay. But most, and but, I, it's, but it's our fault. We should have been more careful. Way too much to for Plan B to work effectively. Mm-hmm. Like that's some that's something that I would discuss as well. But before we go, because mm-hmm. you know, um, if you like, if you are enjoying the show, you and our other listeners enjoy the show. Leave us a review. If you have questions, if you have comments, if you want to be on the show, yeah. reach out. Do what I did. We welcome all the perspectives that people have on love. We welcome it. And we do, Mike and I do release exclusive content on Patreon. And you don't have to um, subscribe for like $8 million. Uh, A $3 or $4 monthly donation gets you all exclusive content from CSPN, which includes Ratchet Ramblings, Crown and Collars, Bad and Boozy. Um, This show, we have exclusive content up on the Patreon, and it's pretty cool. And if you don't want to do that, we have sponsors, and you can go to cspn.us and click Shop Our Sponsors, and we have Blue Apron. If you don't feel like cooking all the – if you want to cook but don't feel like doing all the prepping, that's why I like Blue Apron because I do order Blue Apron. I'm I'm not ashamed. I do have to add a little salt to that shit because I'm black. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But – um, there's Wink Wine Co., which I want to try. I think that's next on, next on my list is like a wine subscription. I'm trying to get fancy in my mid-30s. Right. And, um, <laughs> and then just check out the other shows. And you, if you enjoy hearing Adina, be ready because you're about to hear on Ratchet Ramblings. Yeah. And she's coming back here. And I just was um, talking to one of the hosts of Bad and Boozy. And she uh, reached out to be a guest on the show. Okay. And so y'all supporting us keeps this going. Like, if nobody was listening, it would be a dud. So the fact that, the, like, Adina reached out and she's like, I listen, put me on the goddamn show. <laughs> I got you today. <laughs> Do that. That's what we want. We want to we engage with everybody who has their own perspective on love and relationships. So... That is it. We are getting out of here. And like I said, if you enjoy this episode, make sure you leave a review and a five-star rating. And we will see you back in two weeks for another episode. <laughs>